All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host in Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, it's great to be here with you. Things are looking up, right? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Casey. It's the NBA Finals week. Yeah, this, is what we've been looking, this is what we've been looking forward to since the season tipped off in October. Just as everyone predicted, we got the Nuggets in the heat. Just how I drew it up. I remember last offseason, or as soon as the Warriors beat this, actually, I think it was before tip-off in game six, where I was thinking to myself, you know who's going to be right here next year? Miami and Denver. Book it. I just, I don't think anyone was really around me though. No one heard it. So I don't know if anyone can really vouch for me, but that happened. You forgot to write it down. I forgot to write it down on anything, but that happened. And, uh, but the finals are here or hyped to talk about it. But first, a team that didn't make the finals, it's always, you know, always good to see this team lose. What's next for Boston? Like, what's next for the Celtics after seeing something that almost has never been done before? And then it's just one big tease. Like yeah, yeah. To watch the Celtics just come back from down three zero to have a game seven at home and just crumble like that. It's nice to see the bad guys lose, Casey. Always nice to see Celtic fans. Bill Simmons sitting there with like the look where he's like, I have no idea what happens next. What I just watched. So yeah, always a great time watching the Celtic fans lose. So we'll start off there. In Boston, what is next for the Celtics? A lot of uh, fans calling for players to be traded, coaches to be fired. We'll be a little more reasonable talking about Boston to start the show off. Then all things finals, it's starting to heat up in Denver. All right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Tanner, stop, stop, stop clapping. Stop clapping right now. It's all good. And I'll say that we are looking forward to this series predictions and you know who we think are the top 10 players playing in this series if that means anything in the final result tanner's second half of the show is it back is it is it it back did it ever leave we got to talk about the nfl this week deandre hopkins gets released becomes the hottest free agent on the market and then that also prompts us to talk about our top 10 receivers in the nfl it's our first of our NFL rankings. We're starting with wide receivers. Thought this would be a good time to do it. Yeah, Me and are going to debate list this year and review our list from last year because I went back and I checked the receipts. I am ducking no smoke. We are running right up the chimney, as John Morant likes to say. Yes, yes, I'm cool like that. And uh, bring me this list. I can't wait to see it. I don't care. Let's do it. Second half of the show, though. Stick around until then, everybody. But let's start things off in Boston. All that for absolutely <sighs> nothing. For absolutely nothing. For, for like, it's even worse, right? So if I was going to ask you, what what would you rather do? Just, you know, end it, end it in four or, you know, Draw, drag it out. You you go and win three games. You get your hope back. Hey, maybe we could even go win the finals now if we win this game, right? So, like, from hope being at an all time low, going to an all time high, to you know, to then being absolutely demolished, I feel like I'd probably just would have rather been swept at that point. 
Yeah, I feel like the ideal world is you lose <laughs> in six, you know, to where you made it a fight, but you also didn't have to go lose in front of your home crowd by right, 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 20. right, but yeah, I yeah, yeah, I think I think I would rather go to game seven. It's a little more valiant of an effort, but it's definitely funnier. I feel like yeah. to lose in seven if you're oh, a Celtics hater. Gosh, dude, oh, hundred percent. Uh, just a big tease, just a, just a big tease, something we've never seen before, and we still haven't, still haven't seen it. Who knows if we ever will? That heat culture and the mindset prevails, dude. Like, like what's what's we we'll talk about Miami more, you know, here in just a moment. But what's this mean for Boston? Because all I hear is trade him, trade him, trade Jalen Brown. That's the biggest thing I've heard is Jalen Brown get out of town, right? Yeah, I feel like every time someone has lost this NBA postseason, that the, the China meme has been thrown around of John Cena. Dwight, just, also, Dwight oh, Howard, yeah. that, you know, because he's calling people. Mm. Like, uh, like, yeah, and Dwight Howard or John Cena talking. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, I I don't think it's that bad, you know, obviously. No, but he's like, second team all NBA. But like, but like. I don't think you can give this guy the supermax, right? And that's what he wants. He earned it, though. Did he, he got he got second team. He was one of the but top you already have guards all yeah, year. You can't, two, you can't have two supermax. Warriors players. had like a couple. Warriors had a couple supermaxers, and then they also had. But you also then have to have some guys. But none of those. Get, but sacrifice. neither one of them are Steph Curry. No, yo, oh, facts, facts. You don't have that's the difference. That's the difference. You're 100 percent correct. You're right. And the Celtics, you can't have two. Yeah, you're right. You can't have two of the same player in a sense that neither are of a caliber of a Stephen Curry. Right. Right. I see that point. So let me tell you what I would do if I was Boston. And this is one of the few things that I actually think makes sense for both teams, makes sense uh, in comparison to all the random stuff that's getting thrown out by Warriors fans, by whatever, even me last week or you know, whatever. I was I was throwing stuff out there. But seriously. Brown for Lillard, okay? The Brown or maybe Brown and Marcus Smart for Damian Lillard. I feel like a change is needed and they need more they need a more dynamic point guard. Mark Marcus Smart, more of a shooting guard if you ask me, not really a point guard. Malcolm Brogdon, kind of the same thing and barely got off the bench even in game 7. I think he played 7 minutes. So Who's your point guard, right? The, you, and, and what is this? Not going to say, you know, it's not a point guard driven league because, you know, center, as you see Nikola Jokic doing stuff. But what is Nikola Jokic? He's a point center. He's doing stuff that point guards do, but he's also seven feet tall. So that just brings another dynamic to it. But I feel like they need, they need to get much more dynamic at that spot. And the Blazers then get a 26 year old all NBA guy. Right, all NBA guy who's been to the NBA Finals, who's a good two way player. The Celtics get the point guard. They've been, you know, they, they hoped Kyrie was. They they hoped Kyrie would be like this. That didn't work out. They get the point guard they've needed, who, a guy who can step up in the clutch. Something they've needed. I think Brown for Lillard makes up, and, and like the Blazers, don't they have a decent pick? And I don't know what pick they have in this year's draft, but I think they have a they have. They have I know they have a lot. Yeah. Of picks. Third, maybe third or fourth. I know they got a lottery pick, so a, a decent one at that. Yeah, it might even be second. So, uh, might, is it second, second or third? Yeah, they, they have a really good pick. So it's not first, I can tell you that. Yeah, I know it's not first. But Jalen Brown, I think, fits that more 
that that game plan more that he'd lifestyle. be part of a rebuild yeah in comparison to dame where he's he's even talking on on tnt or Stephen a's halftime whatever you know in Stephen a's commentary you know doing games and stuff by himself Stephen a's world or whatever it's called mm-hmm. you know dame's saying how he's unsure on the timeline and if they're gonna go all in now or if they're trying to rebuild like you have your star player saying i don't even know what we're doing you know on live television that's not a great sign. I just think it makes so much sense, a Brown for Lillard trade. We'll see if it happens. Besides that, I don't know any other moves that really – a big yeah. move that jumps out. Yeah, I like that as much as anything because you got to change something. You can't go to the – because if you start this season next year with the same team, you have a top five team in the NBA. Yeah, but you, you don't do. have the best, But you don't have the best team in the NBA, and you're not going to win a championship because we've seen it now – seven times since Tatum's got there, right? Yeah, his conference finals a few times. Yeah, he's he, he's been to he's been deep in the playoffs, at least the conference finals, five times of his first seven years. <laughs> or he may not have been on that first team actually. I don't remember. He, he was on the team then when LeBron was in twenty eighteen. Or not yeah, twenty eighteen. Tatum was a rookie but, that year. But five I know five of the last seven years they've gone deep into the playoffs. And it hasn't worked yet. Like, mm-hmm. and you haven't run into any extreme juggernaut teams. That have no, not, not, that have, that, not that even the finals. Like the Warriors, yeah, like, like, they, like you were favored to beat the Warriors in the finals by a yeah. lot, the Celtics so, were. So clearly it's not working. You have to change something, something that makes you at least just as good of a team that gives you a different chance because we've seen this chance multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I think Damian Lillard makes sense. So I think – I think it I, makes a ton of sense. Like, I think he makes a ton of sense, and I just don't know another guard out there. I think they need a point guard, so it's like you're going to get Trey Young. I don't think you could get Trey Young, and I don't think, like, you want Damian Lillard. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Trey Young really, really does it for you. So I think that's the move to make. Celtics make the call. Hopefully that can happen this offseason. Um, they they can really start the rebuild, and Tatum can get his point guard. But we'll have to see about that. Probably not going to happen. They got two players who do too much of the same thing right now. I think I said this. We said this two, three years ago, and we're like, "Hey, you got to get to the finals." They got to the finals, though, right? They're like, "Hey, we got mm-hmm. to the finals," and we did, we're showing you this does work. Does it like truly? Does it? Are we just forced? Like, does this truly work? I don't think so. We'll see a move, I think, at some point this offseason. Also, I get I'd move off Marcus Smart. Way overrated. A way overrated defender, a way overrated player. I would move off Marcus Smart in a heartbeat if, if someone was willing to buy now. I move off him in a heartbeat. That's Marcus Smart fun. played okay, kind of in the series. Oh, don't get me. Yeah, maybe he did play okay. I would move off him in a heartbeat. I would move off Marcus Smart in a heartbeat. I think he's the most overrated. For the right for the right price. For the right price. Yeah, yeah. Of course. If I if it if it took a smart and a brown for a Lillard, I would do it like that. I would do it like that. Smart and brown for Lillard. I think that's decent. Maybe a, a, a little more favoring the Blazers, right? Because they get two good players, one defensive player of the year, one all NBA player. Like maybe a little more goes the Blazers that way, but I think that's decently fair. So maybe a trade for the point guard at the point guard spot is kind of the move for Boston in, in my eyes. And besides that, like you said, there is you can't run this team back. Because if you run this team back, I think the same result happens. Because like, I think hopefully, hopefully Milwaukee gets better in the offseason. Because if, if they don't make the Damian Lillard trade, so maybe may a team like Milwaukee will. Somebody needs to make a trade like this. And 
I can, I think they're ideal. Let's move on because they didn't make it to the finals. They had a chance. They were one game away. They were a game away on their own court from getting to the NBA finals. Oh, that's got to burn. That's got to really, really burn for some salt in the wound there. So Miami and Denver, like we said earlier, just how we drew it up. Exactly. NBA ratings dream. Uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So that's legit. I am interested to see what these ratings are going to look like because that's the talk. Like these, you know, even I said this, like, I think, I think a couple weeks ago, it's like, ah, these ratings are going to be pretty bad if Denver makes the finals or Denver and whatever. I'm interested to see what it looks like because a lot of people now, like us, are interested in the Celtics or sorry, in the, in the, in the Nuggets are interested in the Heat. So I don't know. I think, I think, you know, viewership might actually be decent. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Warriors Cavaliers or whatever it was those years, obviously, but I think it could be decent. My first thought though, when I saw Denver, Miami, the flights, the flights, is that going to be rough? Right. Like going from yeah, Miami yeah. to Denver. Like, yeah, I think it's, uh, I I mean, Miami's a beach town. Yeah. You know, I, a little hot and humid. And then you go, yeah. there, you know, a mile up. Like if, if it's not great on the body, good thing yeah. we have an extra day. I feel like to travel for the NBA finals rather than the regular playoff series. I feel like most games you get an extra day. They booked their ticket too. Did you see that? Yep. That was cold, man. They booked that uh, ticket to Denver before game seven was even played. So they had straight up confidence, whole hundred percent knew they were going to win that game. They did. But the team, right? It's funny. When you, when you, when I, I want to show you it this way. The team who took the regular season super seriously, right? Like they took this, uh, the, the Nuggets, right? They took this regular season so seriously. The first one seed in franchise history, Nikola Jokic was like, hey, it's not about the MVP this year. It's all about winning stuff like that. Wholehearted, they're about winning the one seed. They take it super seriously. In comparison to the team, that star didn't take the regular season seriously, admitted to not taking the regular season seriously, and whose team did not take the regular season very seriously whatsoever. And they lost a play-in game. They lost a playing game. Talk about urgency. A home one, too. They lost a home playing game. I I can't believe they lost that first play in game in, their, in the NBA Finals. They lost to Atlanta, wasn't it? Yeah, Atlanta yes. beat them. And they almost lost to Chicago. That team against the team that was the one seed in the West the majority of the year, like I said, did everything right, took it seriously against the team that didn't give a crap all year. And they're both in the NBA finals. Like that's, that was like, you know what I mean? Besides the fights, then I'm like, okay, what is the headline here? Okay. You get (laughs) one end of the spectrum and the complete other end of the spectrum as far as, you know, approaches go. You think that matters in, 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 you know, going into this series? I don't, I mean, this Heat team is so much better than an eight seed. They have the third most missed games for players this year. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. And the other two teams are in the lottery. So they like, could have been in the lottery too. That's crazy. What loss away from the lottery, dude. Yeah. So they had so many, like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, more downs in, than ups. Yeah, in the in the regular season. Yeah, and 
they got healthy at the right time. And then, I mean, obviously you lose Victor Oladipo and Tyler Hero, but mm-hmm. they they that's still healthier than they were for most of the season. Yeah, and it is. You you know guys are gonna play harder, especially guys like Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Like talk about guys they, stepping this, up. This team is a lot better than an eight seed. If you sub for some reason you haven't watched the NBA playoffs, you and you haven't learned that yet. And I feel like every single round people have picked against the Heat. I have. And and pretty I, much every round I have. I don't think it's impossible that they beat the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are gonna win. I am not trying to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. It, I mean, it's like they're they're minus four hundred favorites. It's yeah, not, of course, of course, of course. I didn't think Miami stood a heat chance against the Bucks, and they beat the Bucks in five. I didn't think they stood a chance against the Celtics, and I might have picked the Knicks against them. Like I, I think I probably would have picked the Heat, but the people have yeah. picked against them all playoffs, and people are saying, you know. They have Nuggets no shot. Five. Nuggets yeah. five, Nuggets in four. I don't know. This team believes in themselves. Oh, they think they're going to win. I saw, did you yeah. see Jimmy after uh, when the, the celebration, they hand, they tried to hand him the trophy, wouldn't even hold it. He said, you could really, he, he said, oh, I'll get the next one. He's like, I'll get the next one. I don't want that one. He's like, I don't want that one. So like, like he, they are, they are locked on. They expect, they, you know, expecting to win. They want to win, obviously, but Dude, I, I am very excited. And if, if anyone's gonna take down Denver, I don't know. Is it is it this is it this this Miami Heat culture? Like, you know what I mean though? Like, is this the ultimate weapon to go up against them? I guess. Like so far, Denver really hasn't been pushed or touched. Like they have kind of yeah. coasted. They went six with with uh with Phoenix, but let's be real. Like they, they were for the most part, besides a couple of they games where Kevin, Durant, where Kevin Durant and Devin Booker went berserk for two games. They dominated that series. Exactly. So it's, is this the biggest test you think perhaps just because of everything they've gone? I don't through? think so. You don't think it is the biggest test? So you think my, you think the Lakers were? No. Yeah. I mean, or the Suns, or the Suns. So you think both were tougher than the, so, no, okay. I say all, I say all that about the Heat, but there are you also do. a bunch of other really good teams in the NBA. Like, I don't. I almost feel like this could be almost the toughest matchup for them so far. Weirdly enough, weirdly enough, even though I thought the Lakers would be a tough matchup, that wasn't. So now it's like maybe the team <laughs> that's going to go all out for forty eight minutes because the Lakers aren't that team. They're not the team that's going to go all out for forty eight minutes. This is that team, and they haven't played a team like that so far. So I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to win because I got Denver in five. I'm one of those people who think this is going to be a fast series because I think truly this is going to be a fast series, guys. Like Tanner said, minus four hundred. Yeah, I'm t- like, like, yeah, a hundred. You're going to be hard fetched to find someone that's taking the heat. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking that. I will continue my anti heat streak. Uh, though I've been rooting for them in pretty much yeah, every series, like, like like we're not I mean, like since the Bucks. Yeah, of course. Even, I mean, even I was like, I picked Milwaukee to win the finals this year. So even I was like, come on, Milwaukee, <laughs> wake up a little bit now. <laughs> You're killing me here. Now it doesn't look as bad. No, now that's too much the NBA finals. finals. Yeah, that's good for you guys, 100. Um, percent Before we go to break, we got about you know eight minutes or so before we go to break. 
Let's take a look at who we think, even though I kind of just spoiled my pick, who you did too. Top 10 players in this series, because we, we do this every single finals. Let's do it again this year. Okay, obviously the number one player is the guy who's won two MVPs. Yeah, yeah, Nicole Jokic is clearly the number one player. He might be the number one player in any series. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. In the, in NBA. the NBA. Yeah, exactly. So Jokic, Jimmy, though, give respect yeah, to Jimmy's Jimmy. Jimmy's clearly Butler. number two. Mm-hmm. Who's third, you think? Jamal Murray, clearly, I think. Okay, so you think he's better than Bam? Yeah, for sure. Mm, I think so too. Uh what he's what he's doing offensively, you know, in comparison, Bam, well, Bam does defensively, so it is kind of hard to compare them, right? But like what Jamal does offensively, I I'm not gonna say it's more than what Bam does defensively because he's a defensive player of the year candidate. He's fantastic on that end. But he's been an X factor. Both players have been X factors in this series, or sorry, in, in this playoff run. I just give Jamal the nod as well, though. So I, I don't blame you. I give Jamal the nod in this one. This series might come down to which one of those players plays better. Yeah, because truthfully, let's think about it. If 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 Jamal doesn't show up, right? Because he, if he doesn't show up in this series, who's who's going to be that second leading scorer for them? Is is Michael Porter Jr. really going to rely on him for twenty a game? No. Like if you get 15, 18, you know, consistently for him, he, he's a good player, but like, you know, 15 consistently is good for him. You're not expecting 20 points a night in the finals. KCP, Aaron Gordon, like you're not expecting them to be 20 point a night scores every single game in the finals. You're expecting at least one or two of the games, those guys step up, you know, and give you 20, 18, 25 and be an X factor for you. But Jamal Murray has got to be that steady guy. And if he is not, and Bam is. Because you can see a lot of games go the Advantage Miami. Yeah, 100%. So who's going to be that second best player? And who's going to be that th- who's going to be that third? Is Gabe Vincent going to continue to be that third guy, you know, for them? Is it or 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 Caleb Martin? Sorry, Gabe's kind of been that fourth guy. Is Caleb Martin going to continue to be? They've been kind of interchangeable, but are those two guys going to continue to be that? Let's continue on with our list before I get ahead of myself. Jokic, Jimmy, Jamal. We both agree. Yep. Bam. Bam. At, fourth. Yeah, you got to give some respect to Bam. We just spoke about how good he is. Five. Who's fifth? I think it's Aaron Gordon. I think what he does defensively makes him the fifth best player in the series. I think he's better than anybody on the Heat. And I think he just ekes out Michael Porter Jr. Isn't it pretty crazy that Aaron Gordon is the fifth best player in a final series? That is strange, but Aaron Gordon's a really good defender. No, he is. He's a very good player, but like, isn't that kind of crazy? <laughs> the guy who's winning or coming in second in dunk contests? He's yeah, okay. Like he just developed into a good player. Yeah, it's awesome. So he's fi- he's five. Michael Porter Jr. at six. You got to give him. I I have him at six. Yeah, same. Uh, so do I. Okay, his three point shooting, his size, ball handling. You got to give him that nod as well because he can light up the floor and knock down four or five threes for you. And that yeah, that no, he's he's a he's a great three point shooter. Mm, so big and the big body, right? So big, fast. Yeah, he's hard to hard to contest. Yeah, so he's six. Who's seven? Caleb Martin. Yeah, Caleb Martin. That's after nuts. what he did, after after what he just did in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, he stepped up huge like, in this whole like, playoff run. Whole playoff yeah, run. The the did you see the conference finals voting like MVP voting? <laughs> he was, it was five to four for Jimmy Butler to Caleb Martin. Dude, poor Jimmy almost lost that. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He was really good, though. I just kind of showed you how good he was. And uh, it's crazy. He's the seventh best player in a final series. But here we are, Caleb Martin, number seven. Uh, I got KCP at eight with his okay, three-point would... shot-making ability. Uh, three, you know, three and D type player. He's won a ring before. Can hit big shots. I got KCP at eight. I debated KCP at eight, but I decided to go Bruce Brown at eight. I think what Bruce Brown does on the defensive side. Yeah, for this for this Nuggets team because they because I mean, yeah. I mean they have the scores and I feel like mm-hmm. he he adds a defensive body. But isn't it weird sure. that Bruce Brown and KCP are eight and nine in this? Caleb Martin, KCP, Bruce Brown is my nine. People are going to find out about some players they didn't know before. Oh, for sure. Like, like, yeah. Who is this? Like, yeah, these these are NBA players too. Jimmy Butler said, you know, we don't call them role players. I I just call them teammates. I just guys call them teammates. Yeah, those just just teammates out there. Those NBA players. Uh, and then at ten, I had Gabe Vincent at ten. But the way he's so been playing, I. the way he's been playing, you could say maybe Kyle Big shots. deserves it or at times. But like Gabe Vincent, big Gabe, timely shots is what I think about when I huge threes, huge threes. Yep, and 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 just in the right spot, doing what he needs to defensively, not hurting you. He's been a plus. Where usually a guy like that's out there, it's like okay, don't hurt your team, don't kill us. Yep, when Make he missed. Three, you know, when he missed the ahead. game against the Celtics. That like hurt the Heat a lot in that game. Oh my god, the momentum! They won three. They won three straight. The momentum completely switched when when the injury happened. Yes, and I, I think it's crazy. But if he doesn't get hurt, I think the series probably ends sooner. It's crazy yeah. to say that. So let me ask you a question: Where Game Three in the NBA Finals and Tyler Hero comes back, where does he fall on this list? Mm, he probably falls around five or six. Is he higher or lower than Mike than uh, Aaron Gordon? He is oh lower. Okay, I agree. Lower. Wait, what about with Michael Porter Jr.? He's better than Michael Porter Jr. Okay, yeah, I agree. I think that's where I'd put him too. He's at six. Yep. MPJ slides down. So we got it six four, and if it's Tyler Hero, it's still six four. Yep. And I got the Nuggets in five. I got the Nuggets of five and Nicole Jokic winning MVP, becoming as good of uh, becoming maybe the best player in the NBA. Yep. And then also Smith's name is an all time great. Yep. This is his official all time moment. When we think of Nikola Jokic, not just the triple doubles and this you know him being dominant a center, we're thinking of this playoff run, this series. He won in five games, never slowed down. After seeing what he did to Anthony Davis and the Lakers. I don't think Miami is going to be able to slow him down. Jokic finals MVP, 28, 13, and 10. Nuggets in five. Nuggets five. There's the prediction full on. We are pretty deadlock center. Or, you know, pretty similar on this with our top 10 players with our prediction. Only difference is Bruce Brown and KCP. I would, so it would be a huge surprise to us if this continues and the Miami Heat. Continue the run and they win the Miami, like win the finals. Like, what a story! But we're not buying it. Nuggets in five. Okay, let's go ahead, take a break, come back, break down who we think are our top 10 receivers in the NFL. NFL preseason rankings are back. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy.
All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the second half of the show, let's transition to the NFL. One of our favorite topics is back. It's back. NFL preseason rankings. Feels like feels like they never left, Tanner. It's nice, it's nice to have him back. Yeah, surprisingly, we actually did our preseason rankings even earlier last year. We're we're behind the eight ball here. Starting it's our- crazy. Yeah, that's why I feel so good, right? Yeah, I was missing him so much. If, if yeah, it wasn't right. It wasn't right that we haven't seen him but yet. Every single episode until the start of the season and or till the end of the season, we're gonna be talking something with football. And and that's just that's a good feeling to have because I yeah. I do love football. It's back officially. So every Tanner said every single episode we We're are starting talking. to see what guys look like in OTAs. Like this, yeah, dude. This. Yeah, people are practicing. Exactly. Yeah. It's getting exciting. Exactly. And uh, the rookies are out there playing. You know, for the first time. Did you, I know you saw Baker and Kyle Trez throwing first team and just overthrowing every single receiver in sight. I'm like, y'all, these are okay. professional quarterbacks. Some of those guys weren't running. Like, watch the video. No, I was also thinking, who are they throwing out there as receivers? Who's catching this ball? Because that is also suspect. But the throws were not good either. You know, very first, we're not the very first throw in that video for Baker Mayfield. The guy is like barely walking. (laughs) Yes, but Baker just way overthrows him. Like, no, you're like, I don't know. Like, these dudes. Those throws were terrible. Like, will anyone go and watch these? This thirty-second clip that we got from Tampa Bay's camp of Baker and Maybe Kyle we'll Trask throwing. This twit, this yeah, I got we'll because this clip. it's bad, dude. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, it's pretty I was, funny. I was really just hoping you were watching it because I was. I was. I did. Up. I did watch it. I was cracking up watching it. it was like, I got. This, I got sent it multiple times by multiple people. I'm sure you did. Well, you know, this is your future. This is your future, pretty much. But. Like Tanner said, time for our preseason rankings stuff every single uh, episode until the season starts. Then obviously, you know, it's then full on. We're going NFL season. Um, Tanner just gave you the uh, lowdown. Let's start at number one, break it down through 10 uh, top wide receivers in the game. Do we want to talk about our list from last year? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Just going to read Casey's list first. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Not ducking nothing. He had Cooper Cup, number one. Had the best season ever. Devontae Adams, number two. Yep. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, number three. That's a swing and a miss. Jamar Chase, four. Stud. Justin Jefferson, five. Didn't take the leap yet. I was a skeptic. Super low on Tyreek Hill at number six. I think most of those receivers are all better besides Hopkins. Bad-mouthed him essentially the entire episode. All are pretty much better than Hill. I was wrong. I was wrong, though, because I said he wasn't going to have another good season and he wouldn't have the best season of his career. So I'm going to swallow that, and I'm going to say it myself right here. But but I still think most of those guys I had before Tyreek are better than Tyreek. I'm not, I'm not 100%. 100%. I take Cooper. I take all those guys over. Go ahead, though. Go ahead, though. Stephon Diggs. At Debo seven. Sam- yeah. Debo Samuel, eight. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Mike Evans at nine. Okay. And AJ Brown at 10. Oh, I call the AJ Brown pop. I call the AJ Brown pop. So I'm not, I'm 100% cool with that as far as last season going, going into last season. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Besides the DeAndre Hopkins thing, and I probably should have had Tyreek up a couple more, but I'm cool. I'm cool, man. I had Devontae Adams one, 
Tyree Kill two, Cooper Cup three, Justin yeah, the Jefferson best season four. Ever, so I can't have that, but yeah, I get it. Go Justin ahead. Jefferson four, Stephon Diggs five, Debo Samuel six. Yeah, we both. Mark Chase seven. Yeah, DeAndre long. Hopkins eight. Both had DeAndre. Mike Evans nine. Chris Godwin ten. Oh yeah, two back bucks to receivers back. back to back. Yeah, but. You had DeAndre Hopkins did your top three. You had DeAndre Hopkins higher than Tyree Kill. Hey, hey, hey. Let's all be cool. We're all friends here. I, I, it was, that was it. That was it. That is where I will admit wrongdoing. That's the only place I'll admit wrongdoing. All three of list. the players that I had higher The only than, place. That's the only or, place. Or, or both players I had higher than Cooper Cup had better seasons than Cooper Cup. Well, Cooper Cup got hurt. Okay. Played nine games. And that's been the knock on Cooper Cup his entire career. That's true. It's true. It's fair. I mean, that's yeah. fair. He's gotten hurt a lot in his career. He has. Yeah. He also. And you know who's been had... healthy primarily? Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Devontae Adams, yes. Tyreek Hill, yes. I still just think. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's talk about it. Because we got our top 10 list coming out right now. Right now. This season. Let's start at number one. Who'd you have at number one? I would Justin Jefferson at number one. Uh, I think he's proven it now in three straight years. He's continued to take a step up every single year. He had the best rookie season ever, followed it up with probably the best second season ever from a receiver. And then he was, in my opinion, like I, he did he he didn't win off the player of the year, did he? Who won then? If he didn't win, yeah, I don't remember who won off the player of the year. Was he like he should it? have won that award? But anyways, but anyways, he is incredible. Like I feel like the eye test tells you that Justin Jefferson is the best offensive receiver, and he may be the best offensive player in the NFL. He's incredible. He is a game changer every single play. Justin Jefferson did win it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Like. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. I was gonna say there was no there, offensive player better than him last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a reason he's offensive player of the year because he might have been the best offensive player. Yeah. And you were t- if he's not your number one, I think your list is wrong. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is number one. He's the best receiver you in the have game. Number one as well. I do. Uh, led the league in yards per game, in receiving yards, in total big plays, which are plays over twenty yards. Had that insane one-handed catch against Buffalo, which gave them the win. This catch dude, of the year. Yeah, catch of the year. People were saying it's an all-time catch. I don't know about that, but it was a fantastic catch. And as far as impacting winning goes, you know, this guy's quarterback is Kirk Cousins, who everyone has doubt on, doubts on, who everyone says is a, uh, you know, uh, at best, maybe you're putting him at 15, 14, as far as, you know, quarterbacks go in, in the leagues. So this guy's a yeah. middle-tier quarterback. And putting up those numbers, this team won – they went 12 games. How many games did this team win last year? They were this team, this was a fantastic, a super good offense, one of the best offense and offenses in football, mainly because of Justin Jefferson. As, as far as impacting winning, uh, all, all around game, he's an all around 13 freak. and four. Okay, he went not even 12. They won 13. Wow, they won 13 games. Okay, I thought it was 12. They, so that's what I mean. I think he had the biggest impact of winning on this list last year. So Absolutely. He's num- so he's number one for me. Number two, I had Devontae Adams because he actually had six more touchdowns than J.J. did last year. This dude caught 14 tutties, 1,500 yards, 
despite all the crap that was happening, you know, with the Raiders, with Derek Carr, whatever, he was still fantastic. So I had him at number two. Yeah, I mean, I think Devontae Adams is an incredible player. I'm number one on my list last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's I, all around. I thought I got, I got him at number two. Who do you I have? I don't. I have Tyreek Hill at number two. Oh, cool. So back to back years, taking him at number two. He's, he's coming off. The, he's coming off the best year of his career. Yeah, he had seventeen hundred yards last year. Mm-hmm. He was the difference maker in this Miami offense. Yeah, he was. My, Miami took a huge step up as a team this impacting last year. Winning, he he was a big part of impacting winning there. I'll give some respect. And Look. he's been a huge impact, huge impact in winning his entire career. Like all Tyreek Hill does is make plays. Like he's, I think he's the most dynamic receiver in the NFL because. He, we talked about this at nauseum last year. He is the he you may say he's a one trick pony, but that trick is being super fast, which is very, very helpful in football. Like, like oh, that's yeah, not a yeah. knock. So so let me let me make an adjustment. He is not six on my list this year. Let me just let me just go ahead and get that out. He's not six, he's not two. Okay, so we're going to have to see where exactly he does fall. I'm not going to spoil it at this this point in time. But I did give more respect to the guy. And I'm not going to diss you putting him at number two. We've always been high on him. And like you just said, 1,700 yards. I think he was second in big plays this year. And impacting winning, he changed that offense. So I'm not going to really push back, even though I would take Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams and I would take Cooper Cup over Tyreek Hill. So those are the three guys I have before Tyreek Hill because I did not forget. I am not forgetting. I am not forgetting the best season we've ever seen a position player perhaps do. And that was Cooper Cup two years ago, last year, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I would still take him as far as impacting winning. He willed that team. Matthew Stafford, again, we had our doubts on Matthew Stafford, whatever, to a Super Bowl. Okay, that's a Super Bowl MVP right there. I got uh, Jefferson, Adams, and Cup before Tyreek Hill again this year. But I got Tyreek at four. But I got those. I can't I can't put – I think those three are more complete receivers. I truly do. I don't know. And I think I, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill's four for me. He's four. I went Devontae Adams at three because – all the reasons you mentioned about Devontae Adams being number two for you. He's super consistent. Showed yeah. you without Aaron Rodgers last year. And he's going to have to show he could, he's going to have to do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe. Maybe. You see that Jimmy Garoppolo might could, not make the team. Yeah. Might get cut or something. His physical. Yeah. Like he might not even be a Raider after everything. He might not even be a Raider. I don't know what their backup is. It Jared Stidham? I guess it's Jared no. Stidham. No, no he's, he's gone. Denver. Oh, he's gone. Okay, it was Jared Stidham. I don't know who's the backup quarterback right now, and for the Raiders, well, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I, oh. I do. The one of McDaniel's oh, guys is a Hoyer. The one of McDaniel's guys. You would it think it'd be is, one of his. I guys. think it's. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. I think it'd be one of his guys. You know, one of McDaniel's. McDaniel's guy. I don't know. 
right? Like, don't you think that would be it? I don't. I'm not 100 sure, but either either way, the fact that Devontae Adams was able to switch from having a Hall of Fame top five, six, whatever quarterback of all time, and top Brian ten Hoyer. all time, Brian Hoyer. It is Hoyer. Let's go. I okay. I I figured it was a guy who was in the system before, whatever. That's exactly okay. Here's Hoyer. Cool, 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 cool. Restored my faith in backup quarterback knowledge. Let's go. Okay. Where were we? So at three. Test tomorrow. Oh, for sure. I know backup quarterbacks. Let's go. Let's go. Do you? Okay. Cooper Cup, I had at three. Who you had Devontae Adams? I had Devontae Adams at three, and I had Cooper Cup at four. And I think those four make up your top tier of receivers. I don't actually hate. Okay. I, I think Justin Jefferson has to be number one. Yes, but I think he's still in the same tier as those other three. Me too. Me too. I don't think he's like a, a a tier above Cooper Cup, a tier above Tyreek Hill. No, I think they're all on that Devontae Adams, like we said. So we agree. It's those four kind of on a pedestal. Yep. And we have it. We we have them interchanged then differently, but we we do have a, a, the same four as our top four. Big thing with Tyreek too. Uh, you know, I only had seven touchdowns last year. You think best season of his career, you could get 10 tutties. I don't know. Then you get 10 tutties. I don't get know. Get 1,700 yards. Hey, that was fantastic, though. Super speed. <laughs> super speed. And he was fantastic in the open field. Jamar Chase, I have at five. So we have those four guys. I, guess, I also like have we Jamar said. Chase at five. Okay. I didn't realize he only played 12 games last year. I knew he missed yeah. time, but he missed five games last mm-hmm. year. He's still at 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, you know, he's he's incredible. I think you can make an argument that he's also in a tier of his own, like right beneath those guys. And he's kind of in that next up tier. But I think in a year from now, I think we could be talking about Jamar Chase as the number two. Because, like, if he played 17 games last year, this dude's going to have over 50. He's going to have 15 touchdowns and over 1,500 yards. You know what I mean? He's going to have the second best receiving season. Yeah, so <laughs> who knows what we're doing. Yeah, so let's let's see this dude in 17 games. Let's get him all year, and and then maybe we are putting him in that top tier. I, I like what you said about it's in his own tier. I'm cool with that. I think he is better than who I have next, Stefan Diggs. I think he's yeah, a decent I've, amount I've better. I have Diggs at six as well. Yeah, I think he's a decent amount better. Even though Stefan has been an absolute game changer for Josh Allen, Buffalo, he is. It's, it, it's a one-two connection. Okay, not not to diss on Gabe Davis or anything. He's nice, but it's a one-two connection. We know where the ball's most likely going to. And half the time and he, he still and, gets the job done. And he's half the time, yeah, more than more than half the time, he's still making the plays. Like 11 touchdowns, 1,400 yards. He is the offense in Buffalo outside of Josh Allen. They want another guy in DeAndre Hopkins who made my list, made your list last year. I'm not going to talk about where he was on mine. We're going to forget about that. Top three. Uh, okay. I thought we were being cool. I thought we were nice you know, and past that. But all right. All right. Did you have Derrick Henry as your number one running back last year? It's all right. Didn't he have more yards than your number one running back? He did, but it's fine. <laughs> you had it's Jonathan fine. Taylor. I did. No, yeah, but like. My point would not. No, let's forget about who I picked. Let's talk about who you picked. <laughs> okay, let's talk about who you picked because because I picked him at like five or something, so that was better. Anyway, I, I, we're just having we're just poking having fun. Uh, where okay, so Diggs, you you think he's at six too though? You think he's number six? 
Yeah, he's at number six. I debated between him and the guy I have at number seven, which is A.J. Brown. I think they're pretty interchangeable. I think Stephon Diggs is a little more consistent game in, game out. And I think A.J. Brown has the higher ceiling. Like so we're he talking can, about he – can, He can boom harder. Who Wait, Brown or Diggs? Yeah. Brown? Brown. Okay, I like that. I agree. And he's younger, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's decent amount younger. So there you go. I, I want to sandwich a name between those two, uh, those two guys who were just talking. We're talking about Diggs, we're talking about Brown. Let's 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 throw some lamb in there. Let's throw some lamb uh, in no, there. No, I disagree. I think CeeDee Lamb. You have CeeDee Lamb ranked higher than AJ Brown. I think this year he's gonna be a better receiver than AJ Brown. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be a better receiver than A.J. Brown next year. I do. I think he is. I think CeeDee Lamb will be a better receiver next year. I think he's going to have 12 touchdowns. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to have 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns this year, which is going to be better than A.J. Brown. I think that's what he's going to do. I do. Is that going to be better than A.J. Brown? I think so. Even if it's close to A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown also splits targets. CeeDee Lamb's going to start splitting targets almost – not splitting, but giving up a bunch more with Brandon Cooks. A bunch more with Brandon. Not Cooks. like, not like No, not No, but he's still going to be giving up a bunch more. You're adding a thousand yard receiver to your offense. He's going to be throwing that guy a bunch more balls. A bunch more balls. Is he a thousand yard receiver anymore? I think he could be. Yeah, I think Cooks could be in that offense for sure. They're 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 missing one. They used to they're used to have two. Amari, CD, that's dropping out. I think Cooks, I think Cooks hops in there and and I I I think CD Lamb has a breakout year this year. And we're talking about CD Lamb being a top 5 receiver in the NFL next season. But that's just me. I think CD Lamb's going to go nuts. I truly think he's going to go nuts. I think he's better every single year. And if Dak Prescott didn't miss how many games did Dak miss? Four games last year. I think C.D. Lamb and, and Cooper Cup. I think, or sorry, Cooper Rush threw like two touchdowns in that in that mix. I I I, I think C.D. Lamb has an even better year if he has his starting quarterback for the entirety of the year, which A.J. Brown did have. That's just what and I'm, A.J. Brown was the best. He was better. Weapon, he was the best he was offensive better. weapon on a Super Bowl team. He was 100. I think C.D. Lamb could do the same thing in Dallas. I think he'd do the same thing in Dallas. I think he'd be the best weapon on a Super – I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they could compete and win the NFC. I think yeah, so. I, we'll, we'll get to the I Cowboys. Disagree. I disagree. We'll get to the Cowboys. But I, I, I think CeeDee Lamb is just as good as A.J. Brown, and I think could show us this year he could be just as good as Stephon Diggs. I really think he's, he's that kind of player, or he's going to show us he's that kind of player this year. He had almost 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns with his starting quarterback missing a decent amount of time last year. It was great, especially towards didn't the he, end of the didn't year. Didn't he still get like a crazy target share, of, like 30, over 30% in those games? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because at times Dak Prescott had no one else to throw the ball to. So everyone was guarding CD Lamb. It was okay, CD, and we're going to let him throw to Michael Gallup. He's Michael not better Gallup. than AJ Brown, but I'll digress. I had him at seven. I got AJ Brown at eight. That's the little Cowboys pride, uh, pride right here it's coming in. I would take CD over. I think your AJ. bias might be showing with, Cow- take- with the Cowboys and Eagles player. It's got to. Oh, for sure. I'm not taking AJ over CD. I'm taking CD. I didn't even think of it that way. 
but I think you're 100% correct. I'm not picking him over my guy. So I got CD, and then I got AJ. There we go. I, I, I went at number eight. I went Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. Ooh. I think I think that makes CeeDee Lamb the third best receiver in the oh, division. Oh, that's gross. That's gross. He's the best. He's the best Terry, receiver. Terry McLaurin gets the job done every single season with some of the worst quarterback play in sure. the, in the sure. league. Like, I think McLaurin's how, also just as good as A.J. Brown, which I said last year. Like, how many receivers could do what Terry McLaurin has done with the Not quarterback many. play? With the quarterback play that he's been given. Yeah. Three consecutive thousand yard seasons, almost yeah. twelve hundred yards this year. Yeah, he was great. With 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 Taylor Heineke, with Carson Wentz, with guys who are who are fighting for backup jobs. You know what I mean? So so yeah, it's it's a, it's a testament to him. And I don't have him at eight, because I, I had obviously had AJ Brown at eight. Um, I had Debo at nine, because I do think Debo Samuel is a better all-round player. Probably than Terry McLaurin, but I did have Scary Terry making my top ten. And then since you brought him up at number ten, that's a jump too okay. far ahead. But I did have Scary Terry in my top ten. But who do you have at number nine? I went CD Lamb at number nine. I think that's oh, where CD Lamb finally. Comes in. Okay, but I I think he's not in the tier of Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown. I think he's in the tier of Terry McLaurin. I mean, you think he's? Do you think Terry McLaurin's better than him too? So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. City Lamb's great, but he, he being a top eight receiver is—I mean, being a top nine receiver is no diss in the NFL. Oh, I didn't have—I didn't not. have him on my list last year, and he's moved up. I don't think did I have? I don't think I had him on my list. Yeah, yeah. neither one of us had. So like he's—he's yeah. he's taking a step up. He's up to I number think, seven think, for me. Yeah, I think we yeah. could see a. Uh, I think where we... in our twenty twenty four rankings, he's a top six seven receiver top five receiver but i just a bit of a prediction i I think there's more of a list i mean i think there's more of a chance that those other two guys are higher than him all right fair enough and fair enough and then fair enough at number 10 i went with my guy chris godwin 104 catches last year over a thousand yards in a offense that was terrible everyone knew the ball was going to him he was was he tore his acl in December and came back. He missed games and he still tied the Buccaneers record, or he broke the Buccaneers record for. Yeah, that's crazy. For most I couldn't catches. believe that. I couldn't like, believe that. Nine months off a, or yeah. eight and a half months off a, like a torn ACL, a major a clean, injury, a, a clean yeah, tear, a major injury. Yeah. yeah. And if you watch the season, he when he started off, he wasn't incredible. No. But coming down the stretch, he was playing his best football. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be playing even better when this season kicks off. Who's so back to back years. Hey, that's the thing. So so who's throwing in the ball? Can he have a scary Terry like year where yeah, he's that's, still getting that's a thousand? Okay. Yeah. So you think he does? You think he's? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. So so you have your guy because he's a slot at- receiver. He's running over the middle like he. That think- those should be the routes that are easier to hit. Okay. Okay. So you're taking your prediction on your guy. I'm taking a prediction on my guy. I like it. I like mine better than yours. But hey, what? what I also like your guy better than mine. I have him at nine, and I have Chris Godwin at ten. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's that's a that's a good pick, right? That's your best pick of the day, CD Lamb. That's a good. That's a good. Hey, 
I'm happy he made your list. I think he's a top 10 receiver. I think he's a top, you know, and again, little pride stepping in. I think him and AJ Brown could be a little interchangeable, him, Debo, Samuel. But I do think he's in that list. I do think he's in that tier of net, uh, of, of wide receiver, and you don't. So that is something we'll have to talk about throughout the season. That's something So we'll honorable mention, I feel like if I had to give an 11, I'd probably give it to – DK Metcalf, maybe 12, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel made your list. He didn't make mine. And then Chris Godwin made my list. He didn't make yours. I think I was those debating are the only difference in people, right? Mm-hmm. Godwin. I was debating talking about Miami DK, I earlier. Almost in. Mm-hmm. I almost put DK in over Chris Godwin. I was debating it. Waddle, who I was not, not in the top 10, but I think Waddle is in that next tier where like he's 12. Or you could talk about him Devontae being Smith. in the top 12. Devontae Smith. DJ Moore's a really good player. You know, throw, throw I think T. Higgins, Higgins better than DJ Moore. But. Yeah, I think T. Higgins is better too, probably. I think T. Higgins is probably better too. Throw T. Higgins in there. Uh, Yeah, but then we're, we're getting into that next tier. Amonra. We'll see if, yeah, I'm on Ra, Yep, yep, St. Brown. We'll see if Garrett Wilson can be in that next Chris tier. Chris Olave. Olave. We'll see if he continues. Yep, exactly. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, can't forget about good old Mike. We're probably blanking on, a, uh, you know, Mari Cooper then. You're talking about guys like that. You're talking about really good guys who can get you 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, maybe up to 10, you know, really good receivers. Guys, you don't want to give away, but at the same time, if you're Tampa and you got a guy like that around, might want to cash in, get some picks. You don't, don't get know. a lot of picks in the NFL. It's not the same as the NBA. When you – Trade a player like that in the NBA where you're getting multiple first round picks, you probably get a second round pick. Yeah, I guess I'd rather have Mike Evans than a second round pick. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'd rather have Mike Evans than a second round pick. Right, right now I would. So do you sell while you can get a second round pick? Is the thing. Either way, no. Those are our top ten players. Perhaps we will uh, go ahead and, and cut them down on paper so you guys can see those slightly different. We have the same top. Four in different order, and the uh, only player what I had on my list that you didn't, I had Debo, Debo and you had uh, Godwin. Godwin. Yep. So one player different, and then the same top four, but interchangeable. Very few players in the same spot, though. Yeah, very few players in the same spot, though. We have different opinions on these players. It's, that is for sure. Very not the same as our top ten NBA players, where we had nine of the, we had the same top ten, and then. Nine of them were in the same places. Yeah, a little bit different. We we think uh, here in the NFL, we have different opinions. More players, we're, more differentiation. Way, differentiation. Yeah, way more players. Way more stuff to talk about, stuff like that. It's a good time. So that's the first of many. First of many coming down. That is who we believe are the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. Tanner, do you know who we're thinking about doing next week? Are we Have we thought about that yet? I don't know. We got to look at it. We might have to squeeze in two some week. So we might do okay. like defenses and head coach or something like that. Like two of like the little less interesting ones, but both of them. So that way we, you know, I want to talk some Sean like, McDermott. That's what I want to do. That's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> and talk about some, uh, some Andy Reed. Oh, some big red. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Some Mike. You know, I can't say my nickname for Mike McCarthy on air. Those of you that know, you know what it is. But I can't say it right here. He's slinging it, but I can't say it right here. 
he's saying he's a gunslinger. Yes, he's a gunslinger, bro. That's 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 the only way you can say it. But we'll 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 get back to y'all as far as what we're planning on doing next week. Go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Uh, leave us a comment and review, a rating, whatever the platform you're listening on allows. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Tanner, final start on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Nuggets are going to win. I'm hoping for game seven one. games. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for seven games. But if this game goes seven five. games, Casey, you'll be okay. married by the time. Oh, will I really? Oh, my God. I believe the game seven would be the Sunday. Oh, my God. All right, so we'll be touring up before game seven. That sounds like a good time. Uh, I will be getting married soon. Yeah, for those of you that do not know. So we're getting excited about that. <laughs> Either way. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys again next week.